Welcome back to F Yeah F1. I'm Ryan Silverstein. I'm here with my buddy Ian Kimble. F Yeah, Ryan. F Yeah. Uh, we are back talking about the absolutely still really not over results of last Sunday's Hungarian Grand Prix at the Hungaro Ring. Uh, I got I gotta reasons. tell you, it's we man, we got shit to talk about. Have we ever got shit to talk about? Good golly, I don't even know where to start. I guess, I guess, all right. I guess we can start with before the race. Let's uh, start pre-race. Yeah, I just want to note for qualifying, Hamilton got the pole. Mm-hmm. Which neither of us predicted correctly because we both said Checo. So I'm just noting that now. That's true. Uh, and important for later, Mick Schumacher did not get to participate in qualifying because he had an accident in FP3. That's right. So that'll be important to note for later. Then before the race, uh, first time we're going to be talking about Sebastian Vettel on this episode. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Seb. Just an amazing human being out there wearing a pride shirt in Hungary as the fucking assholes in the Hungarian government clamped down on gay rights. Seb is out there during the We Races one and then the national anthem, mm-hmm. the Hungarian national anthem, which sounds like shit, by the way. Um, it's a trash national anthem. It's They're all bad, but it's especially bad. That one a few weeks back or, or a few races back was pretty fucking good, though. Yeah, because they, they did like a rock version of it. And I was like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was fun. This got some life yeah. to it. This sounds like a fucking funeral dirge. Um, yeah, exactly. Get, Seb gets called to the stewards, basically, to be like, uh-huh. hey, you can't wear that shirt. We know that we're saying we race as one, but we don't really mean it when we're in places that have authoritarian regimes that we need to make money from. Yeah. Fuck you. And so basically went, put up both of his middle fingers, walked out backwards, and told him to fuck off. Yeah, that's exactly right. He went out there with uh, his uh, love shirt and a mask to match it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if, if we're going to race as one, then we got to race as one. Uh, not like one except or one but. Right. You know, there there can't be there can't be that 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 little tag on to the end of it. And so um yeah, and like yeah, it's, and not, I, it's not we it's not we races one, like certain terms and conditions apply to website for details. Like it's yeah, very, right? like we races one. That's the whole it's, thing. It's pretty clear. It's pretty yeah. clear. Yeah. Uh and I uh because I'm a I'm a glutton for punishment, I don't comment, I don't engage. But I do scan through the comments and I will say that I am happy to report that a lot of the the comments where people are talking about it, the majority are in support of Seb Mm -hmm. as they should be. Correct. The majority of F1 fans are supporting Sebastian Vettel and what he did and uh, good for them. But the dummies that are like keep politics out of one it's like all this it's so funny because every time somebody says that they should keep their personal opinions out of it and just race 
or keep your, you know, keep politics out of, out of the sport. It's like every time those comments are made by like real white dudes. Yeah. White dudes, straight white dudes. And like, buddy, like you're, 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 you're kind of fucking it up. Like you're the problem. Like if anything, you're the reason why gay rights is still a political issue and not just the facts of the way things are. Yeah. As long as a dude doesn't try to touch my dick, none of them want to. You're an idiot. Right. They don't, they're not going to try to fuck you. You suck. Like, yeah. The, I just, I will say congratulations F1 fans on the whole for being less homophobic than you are racist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know. It's a close uh, line. It's a close line. <laughs> but in following uh, the, on the very, very margins of everything that's been going on in soccer the last six months, I've learned that Europe is pretty racist. Um, surprising oh, yeah. to no one. Yeah. So and it's it's a race to the bottom there between the Italians, the Germans, and the Brits. <laughs> oh yeah, they are uh, they are not slowing down. So so that happened before the race, right? During and then this, it was also well, raining. Exactly. So we so we're watching the 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 uh, pre race. They're sitting there. They're talking about how it's cloudy, and then it starts to rain, and then it starts to get wet. Mm-hmm. And then it was like wet, wet. And that is a slick track for it to be wet on. Uh, and obviously rain is exciting. Who oh boy, does it throw in uh, some, some real curveballs? And yeah, and got- so so first curveball, they everybody goes out on intermediates. Okay. Mm-hmm. During mm-hmm. the formation laps, there's two formation laps. Antonio Giovinazzi pits and gets dries at the end of the formation lab. That's right. Uh, so he's starting on slick tires from the pit lane. Then the race starts. Everyone's on intermediates. Everyone boxes except Lewis Hamilton. Oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. Wait. That's the, that's the restart. You're getting too far oh, ahead of yourself. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. So Antonio you're right. Giovinazzi so, put on slicks and started from the pit lane. He was all the right. way in the back. Right. Sorry, uh, I was jumping ahead of myself. It's okay. And they barrel into that first turn. And uh, all right. So, why did Bottas barrel? Well, he didn't barrel because if he had barreled right away, he wouldn't have been in that situation. Because, it's uh, may I remind you, Valtteri Bottas starting on the front row, Lewis Hamilton had pole, then Bottas, then Verstappen, then Perez, then Gasly, then Norris. That's right. Arguably, Lewis gets a good start. Max gets a fine start. Perez gets a fine start. Gasly gets a fine start. Lando gets an incredible start and goes all the way to the right of the track. Mm -hmm. Gets all the way around Bottas to be in second or third, depending on how it was going to shake out in the rest of that corner. Sure. Like amazing, just a super launch of a start. Yeah. Yeah. Breaks early into the corner because it's still wet and they're all in intermediate tires. Bottas breaks late is the most generous so way I have to say it. Like he breaks so, so late. It was like he was, it's like he saw a pretty girl in the sands late. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, he just, he just completely forgot that those cars have to slow down going into turns and that rain is wet. Yeah. Like he forgot, he forgot everything. He just didn't, he didn't show up at all. No, he did not. And 
so he slams into the back of Lando. Lando yeah, careens into Verstappen. Bottas slids into Sergio Perez. Yep. Meanwhile, Lance Stroll is also barreling into that corner and doesn't break like a jerk. Basically drives halfway up Leclerc's car. Yep. Leclerc Which Leclerc hits... could have gotten around it. Right. He would have gotten he would have been fine if it wasn't for getting Lance driven up on by a Canadian. Right. Uh, Leclerc hits Ricardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Perez continues on but has to retire let's just throw out there Gasly somehow magically makes it through all of this amazing watching his onboard is it made my palms sweat and I already knew what the outcome was going to be it was terrifying because he's just like swerving left and right and there are cars and car pieces flying there was everywhere around him. So much debris. So much. So so much debris. Like it, it, it was insane. Um, so immediately there's a safety car uh, for two laps. Um, like ba- ever, basically at that point, people out of the race are Lance Stroll, Charles Leclerc, Sergio Perez, Valtteri Bottas, Lando Norris, um, and then oh, that that happened later. Yeah, all out of out of the race. Verstappen limping around, missing twenty five percent of his car's arrow, like unable to get downforce enough to actually do anything in the race right. besides continue around. Right. Um. So, let's see. All right. Car gets red flagged. So Verstappen, the Red Bull gets time to work on Verstappen's car. Um, Which uh, one of my questions was, is there a red flag? Uh, and I didn't write down what we said. I think we both uh, said, I think, did you? Uh, I did not write that down. I think I said no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that there was going to be one. So I'm right. Um, I win. So, so there's a, so yeah. That, yeah, so then there's a red flag. Um, as the cars are gonna come out for the restart, yeah, right which Lewis, Lewis is way ahead, like he got through that mess, he didn't have to get through that mess, it happened all right behind him, so he's right. way ahead, yep. And so, as, as they're supposed to line up to restart, because they all go into the pits and they all wait in the pits, yeah, all hanging out. And uh, they do like another getting... formation lap, right? Yeah, another formation lap. And as everybody dives into the pits, because by this point, a half hour's gone by, mm-hmm. rain's passed, track dried up. Lewis Hamilton stays on track mm-hmm. to, to start the race on his intermediates while everyone else pulls into the pits to put on new tires. And I keep going back and forth as to whether or not this was a mistake by Lewis and or Mercedes. So two important things to note here. One, the drivers and the, for whatever reason, there's a rule because it's F1. So there's a rule that says, if you're on the formation lap, your team can't tell you to come into the pits. You can come into the pits, but you have to do it on your own. And if your team tells you to do it, there's a penalty. Interesting. Oh, because that happened like last year or yep. something, right? That's when, that that, that's when I learned that. I, uh, I, I think, think it was Lando. Like, 
was it? It was like it was Lando or, or Giovanotti. It was somebody, but I remember yeah. that happening. Yeah, where it was like yeah. if on the formation, or Magnuson master, or like, somebody. Yeah, yeah, they're like pit, pit, pit. Then like, or, you know, then you're then you're fucked. You get a right. five second stop go. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I guess Lewis just blew it. Well, here's the other thing: Mercedes, being the world champions, gets to pick either the first or the last pit box for the season so i guess over the off season at some point they're like they call up and they're like hey hey i thought oh you gotta pick your uh, pit box and it's like oh i thought oh let, let, let me think about it oh i think we want to be first but the problem is if you're first in that means you might have to get held for everybody else coming in behind you if everyone's pinning at the same time so you got to sit there and wait, or you could do a two, three second, uh, three pit stop. Mm-hmm. But then if you, if they have to hold you until there's an opportunity to release you, you could get caught up in all that traffic. Right. Right. Um, so if Mercedes had picked the last pit box, then maybe Hamilton would have come in. I, I don't know if that factored in their decision or not, but like, it, it's not necessarily clear what was the right it's a weird situation that kind of screwed Mercedes over. And I don't think there was a, a good option. Right. I don't know which one would have been better, but I don't know if there was a good option. Right. Right. Well, I mean, then the one thing that Mercedes has going for them is that they know very, very well that Lewis Hamilton can start in 15th place and still potentially win the race. Totally. Totally. Uh, so I like, mean, yeah. You know, if they can avoid a pit incident and like get around the track as fast as you can, get as much time as you can and then come in, you know, they know that they'll start in 10th, but they also know that they will, uh, you know, they'll have Lewis Hamilton driving their Mercedes. So like not really much of a problem. And at the same time, Mac Checo's out, Lando's Mm -hmm. out, Max's car is destroyed. Danny's car is destroyed. There's only one Ferrari in the race and it's not Leclerc. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like who do they really yeah. have to worry about at this point? Right. They could come home. Mercedes could have walked away from that race with zero points and been perfectly fine. Yep. Been like totally there would have fine. been literally zero change in the championship other than Lewis Hamilton. So any points that they got were like bonus points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. So Hamilton pits on the fourth lap uh, that puts Ocon in the lead, but close behind him. Um, science undercuts uh, Nicholas Latifi and Yuki. He slots into third, uh, and that's most of the rest of the of the race is seeing if Lewis Hamilton can catch up to those front three guys. Because mm-hmm. Nicholas Latifi, who was sitting in like fifth for most of the, I think it was fifth mm-hmm. um, for most of the race was basic because apparently the Hungaro ring is like almost as hard to pass on as Monaco. Yeah. Yeah. You pretty um, much have the first turn. Um, the first turn's good for passing two a little bit. If you have great momentum and four, if but you're only Hamilton if you're, and you don't care about wrecking other people. Exactly. Four, four, if you are just that fast or if you don't give a shit about wrecking other people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's like a Latifi train that's just holding up so many people in the field. Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing Verstappen struggle to get past Schumacher. We're seeing Ricardo with damage on his car. 
Kimmy's kind of in the mix, but he had a penalty for taking Nikita Mazepinel the race uh, mm-hmm. during the <laughs> during the, those pit stops at the beginning. You know, Yuki and Gasly are in the mix, but it's really everybody up to uh, Nick Latifi, which gives crucially Ocon uh, and uh, Ocon Vettel and Science eventually the ability to sort of like pull away from the pack. Yeah, they just took off. Uh, I do want to take a step back because you mentioned how Mazepin got taken out uh, by Kimi, which uh, I don't blame either driver for. No. Uh, I do blame Alpha for the release. But at the same time, the thing that I don't know why it wasn't acknowledged is when you see Mazepin, like Haas fucked that up big time because when he was about to pull in, the other Haas was still sitting there. Mm-hmm. It was still right in that box and not going anywhere. And so he was either going to drive right into the back of Mick Schumacher or he was going to stop dead and block Kimmy from getting out. So, like, I understand the panic situation of the alpha release guy being like, shit, 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 go, go, go. You know what I mean? Like, get out, get out, get out. Yeah, I, I think they both should have been penalized. Honestly. I agree. I really think Haas should have gotten something for that too, because it's like, well, where did you want him to go? Like you mm-hmm. fucked that up big time. They would have been double stacked and just sitting there for a couple of seconds. Yeah. So anyway, uh, um, you were saying that Ocon and Vettel and Sainz got the opportunity to really run away, which they did. Yeah. And, that was and, fun. and at some point Alonzo got around Latifi mm-hmm. and just chills out in fourth place. And the part of this race I enjoyed the most until the very end was watching world champion Fernando Alonso keep world champion Lewis Hamilton behind him for a good, what, 10, 15 laps? It felt like. I mean, it, it felt like even longer than that. That was Tw- 12 probably, laps. yeah, as of right now, that is the battle of the year. Mm-hmm. Um and there is no competition. And if there is a battle that's better than that one that happens before the end of the year, then I'm going to be shocked because goddamn nobody can defend as good as Fernando Alonso can because he was in an Alpine and defending against Lewis Hamilton in a Mercedes for 12 straight laps. And did you hear what he said afterwards? They asked him and he was like, I knew that at the time, all I could do to make sure that Esteban could win was I had to block Hamilton. And then he shrugged and he was like, but also it was the right thing for Max too. And it That's was like, fucking awesome. it was oh, like man. punk rock, Fernando <laughs> punk rock. God, like he I, knew, he knew he was like, fuck Lewis. Like I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to make his life hard and make sure he, he doesn't win this race. He turned 40 last week. And like, yeah, I love dudes at that age in sports because they give absolutely negative fucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they give, give less, than, less than no fucks. It's yeah. like, it was like fire me, eat shit. I don't yeah. Care. What are you going to do? I'm a world champion. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Put in the nicest, most charming Spanish way possible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was so, it was so amazing. So, yeah, I mean, I look at that and it's like, what a, what a perfect, and you know what? And, and for Fernando's part, he defended clean. At no Absolutely. point 
At yep. no point was he dirty. At no point did he threaten anything. At no point did he break any rules. He defended Lewis as clean as could be, and he crushed it. It was amazing to watch. It was just absolutely like the roller coaster of going from just pissed at what happened to really pissed at Bottas to just really disappointed that yet there's another race with no Red Bull points happening. Right. That really pulled. I I was at a point where I was like, I don't even feel like watching the rest of this race. Like, I'm just not going to have a good time. And at least that was something I could really get invested in. Yeah. And honestly, if Hamilton didn't end up like leading the rest of the race, I probably would have turned it off. Like if he, if he hadn't ended up in like 15th after those pit stops. Yeah. I might've been like, all right, I'll watch the recap later. And I'll just kind of stick through it because the heart, the heartbreak was too much, but seeing Ocon at the front was awesome. Seeing, seeing Ocon win a race with Sebastian Vettel in second was just so wonderful. And like, I mean, how great to see, it's always, it's always really, really wonderful to see a driver win their first F1 race. Absolutely. Uh, we got to see it with Gasly last year. Mm-hmm. Got to see it with uh, Leclerc the year before. Mm-hmm. Got to see it with uh, Ocon this year. Like, it's just so, it's so, so wonderful um, to see these guys really, really go out there and, and to see somebody like Ocon who's fought and fought and fought and fought. Um, and I mean, like, it's safe to say there's zero chance he would have won if it wasn't for Fernando. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, that's the key of, like, being a teammate and everything. And, like, you know, seeing Ocon's first win, seeing that team win their first Grand Prix since 2013 Australia, yeah. when they were yeah. still Lotus, like, yeah. which feels like ancient history now. Like, you know, it's it's also, like... It's so weird coming from American like motorsports and like coming into European motorsports and following it. Like this is Ocon's first win in any race since 2015. Yeah. Which is he was in like GP3. Yeah, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Um Um, but uh one of the questions that I asked you last week was um specifically how did you because the track is so technically difficult how did you think the rookies were going to do uh yuki was not having a good race uh at first he was pretty far back and then man he caught up in a big way and Mm -hmm. uh, depending on uh whether or not you count veteran like technically as of right now i know that we're going to talk about that in a second technically as of right now yuki finished in sixth place um Really wonderful to see Williams get their first points. Um, oh, yeah. I'm so if, happy for them. Yeah, you know, like, that'll, it'll give them 10 points if uh, if Vettel is is not counted as a winner. Otherwise, he's got six. Um, and, like, it was so cool to see George, who, like, obviously has been putting his all into the season. And because, you know, the coverage that we watch is basically British, there's been a lot of attention on George Russell. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to see him immediately. Like as soon as Latifi was further up the grid, being like, "Hey, he's the number one driver right now. Like whatever, like whatever moves I have to make to support uh, Nick, like that's what I'm gonna do. Like I- I'm here yeah. for that." It was just cool to, to for him to be like immediate response of being yeah. like, which I think was also like a like him answering an interview question a little bit because he was like, "Hey, I'm a team player. 
if mm-hmm. he's ahead, then like, let me know how to help. Because like on one hand, yeah, awesome. And I don't mean to take away from the fact that he's probably an awesome kid. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, I think he was definitely trying to show everybody listening, like, hey, I'm on the team and whatever. Right, as is long, best for the team. I'm going to do whatever is best for Williams as long as I'm a Williams driver. Right, right. And that's, um, that's what you want. Yeah. Um, uh, Mazepin, obviously, uh, was out of the race. No fault of his own. Still fuck that guy. Um, Mick Schumacher, 12th, down a lap. Uh, but uh, Yuki Sonoda had a, had a really great race. I was happy to see him finish in sixth. Um, who was your uh, driver to watch? Uh, my driver to watch was Max, which turned out very well. Um, you know, uh, I also had asked if Red Bull was going to make a comeback. We both said yes, which we were pretty wrong about. Uh, we also said that Lewis would, uh, Lewis breaking Schumacher's record for most wins at a circuit was dependent on Max, turned out to be not really dependent on Max whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, also, I had asked uh, if Aston, Alfatori, or Alpine was going to be ahead after this weekend, and we both said Aston Martin. Yeah, and we uh, good job us. Yeah, <laughs> wow. we were very wrong. We could not have been more wrong. Well, to be fair, Vettel should have gotten eighteen points. Um, yeah. And to be right, yeah, that's true. But uh, Alpha, man, but I mean Alpine, Alpine killed it. You know, mm-hmm. Alpine killed it. Uh, Alphatari, great race, man. Because my driver to watch was uh, Pierre Gasly. And I'm glad I said that because uh, as of right now, he's got a fifth place finish plus an extra point for the fastest lap. Uh, oh, yeah. He had a, uh, a really great uh, starting position. I mean, the guy started in fifth, ended in fifth. Uh, but that fifth place start. I mean, when you look at everybody else around him, second place Bottas out of the race, third place Verstappen practically out of the race, fourth place mm-hmm. Perez out of the race. Uh, Gasly started fifth, Norris sixth out of the race, Leclerc seventh out of the race. And then you get to Ocon in eighth and Alonso in ninth. So like literally everybody around him is out of the race and he managed to not only qualify well, but also finish very well. So I will, uh, I'll, I'll take a half a point for, for that, especially his fastest lap. Good for him. Gasly uh, had a great race. Pumped for Williams. Uh, really pumped for Alpine. So great to see Fernando Alonso being the badass that we all know he is. Um, yeah, man. That was uh, – oh, boy. What a mess. Yeah. What a I will – before we talk about – after the race, I'll quickly run through the rest of our predictions while we're at it. Yeah, um, I don't know if I want to, but fine. Uh, we both got fastest lap wrong. You had said Bottas, I had said Lewis. Uh, we both got driver of the day wrong because we both said Max, and it was Alonzo. Uh, Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I had said the podium was going to be Max Lewis, seven seconds behind, and Charles Leclerc. Uh, Technically, as of right now, I got Lewis Hamilton correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had said Max, Charles, and Gasly. Yep. Um, 
So, and then our wild cards, you said Lewis was going to DNF, which did not happen. <sighs> uh, you could have picked so many drivers to DNF, you would have been right. <laughs> I could have picked like half the field, and I would have been correct. Uh, and I had said Ferrari podium, which right as of right now technically is correct because that's technically Science, correct technically for the second time i think in his career has yes. gotten a podium without being on the podium that's right second time this year second time oh, right. this second year year i forgot that yeah. I, ha- I thought that was last year that it happened no, second time with ferrari second time this year amazing yeah um so yeah. all right so let's talk about after the race so, I mean, what was almost funny is that, like, these cars, for whatever reason, I guess they were just running them so hard mm-hmm. that they were, like, out of gas. And so Lewis was – or uh, yeah, because Lewis was in third. He was the only one that actually pulled into the – into the um, what do they call that little winner's circle? Um, yeah, winner's circle, victory lane. I don't know what they – No, they have, like, a – oh, park firm. Uh, right that's it that's yeah it. yeah um he's the only one that pulled in Ocon had to pull his car over on one side uh sebastian battle had to pull his car over somebody else had to pull their car over there was cars pulled over on the side of the on the side of the track all over the thing it was just like a mess of cars but as soon as the race was over they were like stop the car stop the car pull the car over um so Ocon and battle go running back uh, Lewis and, and as much as I don't like the guy as the driver uh, Lewis seemed very very ill on the podium um, and really like barely conscious like barely there yeah he seemed woozy for yeah some like I've and I felt like that where it's just like man like I can't stand up like I feel like I'm gonna black out he looked like he was gonna black out yeah and all of the color went from his face he just was very yeah, he looked sick. And so he just said that he thinks it was exhaustion. He thinks he's had uh, – he thinks he really has had uh, a long-term, very negative effect from uh, when he was sick with COVID. Uh, yeah, so, rough. yeah, it sucks. So in all seriousness, I, I hope he is feeling better. Um, he went up there and tried his best to hose the champagne down, which I know – and you know what? As much as I know he wants to win the race and, and all of that stuff, if I was Esteban Ocon and just won my first F1 race, who cooler to be on the podium with you than Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, the only, the only other person that Ocon probably would have won up there potentially would have been Fernando Alonso. Because 100%. 100%. Uh, but like, yeah. Still, for prestige, absolutely. And also, I just, you know, here's what I'm going to say. On the track, Lewis Hamilton is basically the devil. But, like, I have so much respect for him off track that it's, yeah. like, I just want to make that clear. That, right. like, I talk trash on Lewis Hamilton because I think he's a dick when he's behind the wheel of the car. Yeah. But I think yeah. he's a great sportsman. And like, We're in the same boat. Yeah. We're in the same boat. Um, he looked very excited for Ocon as much as he could in the, you know, mm-hmm. how, based on how horrible he looked. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, a bunch of the cars uh, stop off the track. Then, the according to the FIA, they have to take a one liter sample of fuel 
from the cars after the race, which would seem difficult to do if the cars are basically running out of fuel. And I guess it's to make sure that the, like, they're using the right fuel, that they're putting enough fuel in the car. I don't really understand what the goal of that rule is. Yeah. Um, but the team is saying there were 1.74 liters of fuel in that car at the end of the race, according to all of their, um, how are they called? The, all, all their data. In the their data. Sense. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Aston Martin, as they should, is appealing that decision. Yes. Um, so we'll see what happens to that. Right now, the official results show Seb uh, being disqualified from the race. Uh, other fallout from this, uh, both Bottas and Lance Stroll are going to get five-place grid penalties uh, next race. Oh, they hit Stroll with it, too. Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't hear that one yet. Yeah. Good. Good. Because he fucked that corner up just as bad. Yeah. And, and I'm, glad, think... I'm glad they're being consistent. Yeah. Because um, he, he, he's the one that took out uh, Ricardo as well right uh yeah because he hit charles charles hit ricardo yeah uh who was able to you know limp on for the rest of the race and finish in a respectable 11th but no points for mclaren right. which is a bummer yeah yeah it certainly makes things uh uh very very sketchy for sure um i mean i so to touch on the vettel thing briefly um, I, I think I heard that it wasn't that he was out of fuel, that there wasn't enough for them to collect. It was that his car didn't make it back to the pits in time for them to collect it, which is like fucking what? Like, what are you yeah. talking about? It was weird at the end of the race because there were cars all over the track. There was cars fucking everywhere. There was cars fucking everywhere. It's just like, yeah, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, but, uh, I, 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 you know, and it's so hard. I'm really trying to, as much as I try to convince myself all the time that, the governing body of the sport, the FIA, is there to be like a judge in a courtroom. It's non-biased. Mm -hmm. Justice should be blind. But damn it, it just doesn't seem that way ever. It really, it really, because uh, a lot of people were saying this uh, online when it happened. It definitely feels like retribution against Vettel for wearing that shirt. And making them look bad. It really does, man. It really does. Because, you know, it's just, it's just not right. You know, if, and if that's the case, if that's truly the case, then it's a, a real sin. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't deserve that. And, and the sport, if they want to make it fair and they want to be even across the board, if they want to be fair across the board, then they should be fair. Then it should just simply be fair. And, uh, and it's just not. 
sometimes, you know, and, and when it gets personal, it sucks. Uh, yeah, because they shouldn't, they shouldn't make personal. I shouldn't say that. I mean, like when it gets personal in terms of like these driver drivers feelings and like, you know, what they support and what they do hundred percent, but they shouldn't be penalized for that kind of thing. And like, if all the other cars were scattered about on the track, and his was just the last in line and like it was time for them to go to bed for the day. And they were mm-hmm. like, Oh, sorry, we didn't get to yours. So we didn't get to test yours. So therefore you're disqualified. And it's like, eat a fucking dick, dude. Like they got it. They got it wrong in so many ways. Yeah. I, I can, I have no problem saying I love F1 and critiquing the FIA all day long. Yeah. 100%. Um, They're not mutually exclusive. So do you want to move into power rankings? do i ever because before the power rankings came out you this was and like I, sunday night yeah we were talking about this we were going back and forth and like and it's so funny because like i love your feelings because i can feel your feelings from wherever i am in the world because when you text me and you were, i forget what exactly you said i'm gonna look it up though because it makes so much sense um you sent me the most laps led, um, and then your exact words: "If Ocon and Alonso aren't aren't on the top of the power rankings, I'm gonna flip a table." And I was like, "Yeah, I fucking know, I fucking know." Like I 100% agree. And then we went back and forth. Um, we we gave the proper weight to the British guys, just like they do when they do the power rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think we were, we were pretty close in what they were. Do you want to run down them? Yeah. Uh, oh, are, and so are, to be fair, uh, you, you text me um, later after they came out. Uh, or did you, or were we just, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I am morning, not yeah. raging about the, power rankings yeah and i was like oh okay good got it and like immediately i knew i was like all right fine yeah because i was like all right if as long as Ocon and alonzo are in the top two i would have settled for either order i could you could make an argument there uh i was going to be okay with i was going to be okay with the rest of the power rankings there's still a couple things i'm not happy about as we'll talk about but yeah which is not that was the make or break for me where i was like i wasn't even going to talk about power rankings on the show if I wasn't going to validate their existence right. if they didn't get the top two slots right this week. So, oh, I'd have validated their existence, and I would have fucking lit something on fire. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people on my shit list this week, and I'm happy that these six judges for the Formula1.com power rankings are not on them right now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so number one, Esteban Ocon coming up with a 9.7. Well-deserved. I think he made it, he made his win look easier than it was because it's one thing to find yourself out in front. Um, I still don't understand how Russell got to to be at the front at one point and then had to give those places back due to something in the pit lane. But just because you're out in front, you still have to stay there. You're getting chased down by a hungry for a win with a brand new team, former world champion, the entire race. And you hold on to that, to that, like, that's just impressive. Like that is a great drive. And it shows and you know to what? me that like, the, 
that like how competitive the midfield is because you take out that top tier, those top two tiers of drivers, and you have real great, exciting racing. Oh yeah, you have great drivers, and uh, the thing that really stood out is just the the patience and the maturity and the calm. You know his 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 ability to remain calm under fire because like not only do you have Sebastian Vettel driving behind you mm-hmm. the whole time, but like somebody's in your ear telling you what the distance is between you and Lewis Hamilton. And yeah. like, you know, he's coming. And the <laughs> only thing that's standing in between him and you is like some drivers that he passes all the time. And Fernando Alonso and like, Fernando, I think on any other given race week, if Esteban wasn't up front and like, I think Fernando probably would have, he would have raced him, but I think he would have gotten out of the way a little bit quicker. He might've not been as racy, but he knew what his job was that day. And that's exactly why, um, you know, moving on from Esteban in first place, which totally deserved and great for him. Uh, that's why Fernando Alonso finished in second place in the power rankings, which absolutely. A hundred percent deserved. Um, like I, you just love to see it. You just love yeah. to see it. I, I like seeing these two teammates, you know, I know how, like, whenever they're like, uh, they, whoever Max is like race engineer is that talks to him. He's like, uh, Lewis is three seconds back, Max. Uh, three seconds back. He's like the most calm person in the entire world. Like yeah, I yeah. imagine that, like with Alpine, it's like the most stereotypical Frenchman, where like he's like smoking a cigarette like the entire race, and then <laughs> he's like, "Oh God, uh, Lewis is uh, three seconds back." Like, like just very like, you know, uh, uh, like Alonso's race engineer is a mime. You know, it's like, oh hell yeah, doesn't even say a word. They're yeah. just like, oh shit, like what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> uh they're all wearing striped uh uh horizontal striped oh black yeah and white all of them are smoking yo how yep. fucking punk rock would it be is the bit the minute okan goes into pit they all just have cigarettes hanging out of their mouths and they just poof, poof, and off he goes and then they all just man how many fires were started in pits back when french people just smoked all the time around like high octane gasoline yo, a lot <laughs> a lot we did it again. Suck like noom. Tied for third in the power rankings. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel, old friends, old rivals. Um, yes. Lewis getting the Lewis Hamilton bump here. Uh, I think we would both place him lower because I would argue, and I'm not saying that it's, it's 50%. I think there are other guys who had a better race than Lewis and 50% that like taking away his, his health issues for the moment. Cause I don't know how he was feeling all day. Yeah. Lewis should have won this race. hundred percent. Yeah. There is and no so reason think, he lost. And so I think having him third, like, unless they it, like, cause they, it's not part of the write-up. So I don't know if they were taking into account or not. If Lewis was like, hey, I was feeling really shitty, like I was running a fever or whatever, like then I would be a little bit more inclined to be like, oh, wow, Lewis was fighting through some shit and still managed to, you know, uh, to podium. Yeah. Like, I'd be, I'd be more impressed. But I, I think Lewis Hamilton should have been able to win this race. Yeah. 
yeah. that's why I would have had him in like fifth or sixth on, on these power rankings. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, I mean, like, you know, to, to appreciate that, like, yes, he had, he got the pole position and, and was a super fast qualifier. And yes, at one point he was down in 14th place and then made it all the way back up to fighting for the lead. Uh, or, you know, being a handful of laps away from fighting mm-hmm. for the lead. Um, like, yeah, that deserves a lot of credit and points. But also, he's the only one that fucked up the pit strategy. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that, you know, that didn't have that. Like, I mean, all things considered, a handful of the cars that he had to get by were already crippled. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it's, I get it. I get it. I, I love how they were like, oh, like Mercedes and Hamilton taking the the uh, overcut on Max Verstappen and Danny Ricardo. Max was driving seventy five percent of a car. Yeah, and Danny Ricardo was driving maybe eighty five percent of a car. Right, which isn't enough in F one. No, anything less than like ninety eight percent of your car means you're going to be probably out of the points. Right. I mean, if you're driving ninety seven percent of a car, you should be able to beat a Haas, but that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. That's, and that's close. Yeah. Uh, but Seb, good for him. Um, mm-hmm. Good he had for a great him. race. Yeah. Had an amazing race. Uh, just sat comfortably in, in second. Um, you know, everybody was kind of complaining about how difficult it was to follow. Uh, that's the excuse he gave for not being able to really challenge for the lead. Um, but exceptional to watch Seb. It's exceptional. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't do that again. Uh, to see him up there and um, and really fighting for uh, fighting for the lead, fighting for a podium. Wonderful for him. Um, but now that we're going to talk about Lewis going from 14th to mm-hmm. third, uh, we get to fifth place. Carlos Sainz, who started in 15th place. Yep. Because he crashed out of Q2 in the first lap. He didn't even get a lap in. Yeah. Um, Carlos was, if it, uh, Carlos, I, I actually voted for Carlos for driving the day, by the way, because mm-hmm. during the race, uh, they went to him a couple times and he was talking about like where Lewis was on the track and talking about the car. Like he was like, just running a master class in being an F1 driver and doing a bunch of shit while driving at 200 miles an hour. Like he was like asking about tire degree, like he was giving them strategy and like, Oh yeah. He just, he ran a, he ran a great race. Um, He took every opportunity he could uh, to get all the way up to P4 on the track, which is super impressive on any track from 15th, you know, and uh, he just had a great race. I I love watching Carlos drive, honestly. And yeah. he's, I know that man, he, he sure is the comeback kid this year, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, you're, uh, Bonotto said that he thinks this is the, uh, that the Ferrari, him and Leclerc, uh, are the two, it's the best team of drivers in F1 right now. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't know how to disagree with that. 
Yeah, I mean, I might give the edge to Max and Checo. Max and Checo, because I think Max is better than Leclerc, and Checo is maybe on par with with Carlos. Yeah, that's very man. That's arguable. But you know what I mean? But yeah, we're down to it's hundreds. damn. Close. We're not even. We're not even at tenths. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're at hundreds in terms of like I'm. But there was allowed to say that, and I'm not going to argue with them because for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, it's so interesting. We were just talking about Seb and Fernando and Lewis. And I feel like I've at least been so excited for, you know, Gasly and Max and Yuki and all these young guys coming up. And like, all of a sudden, like, I feel like the story of this season is that like these former world champions are still out here making moves. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're still damn good, man. They're still damn good. But, uh, but yeah, man. Um, Great to see, uh, great to see Carlos up in fifth place. Great to see him having a great, uh, great season so far. Um, sixth place in the power rankings. We had Pierre Gasly. We already talked about him a little bit. Uh, started fifth, finished fifth. Managed to get through that complete insanity in the first yeah. corner. A relatively unscathed. He blames Bottas for not having it for the reason that he's not on the podium. Wow. <laughs> Shit. He, he was like, if it wasn't for Bottas's fuck up, uh, I would have I would have been on the podium. We were gonna have an amazing weekend. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> two French Frenchmen on the podium? The Brits would yeah. like lose it. France would uh France would completely black out. They'd all be like wine and fucking bread, whatever they do in France. Uh, um, and then seventh on the power rankings, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, and uh, honestly, I'm just really thrilled to see Nicholas Latifi in the Williams. Love it. Number seven, the power, power rankings. I love uh, it. First Williams points in two years. Yes. Yes. And again, like we keep saying, just because it's a matter of luck of where you get to, you still have to maintain it. And like, yes, he was third. He drifted back to seventh. He's driving a fucking Williams. He's got Lewis Hamilton coming up behind him. He's got Pierre Gasly coming up behind. Like, of course, he's not going to be able to hold on and take a podium because the car just isn't isn't strong enough. But to even hold on to stay in the points when you have guys like Danny Ricardo and Max Verstappen, yes, their cars are broken as shit. But those two guys, are, they're not giving up. Like right. if they can get championship points, they're going to get points. And so to yeah. see Latifi finish in seventh, to see just, just to jump ahead, George Russell finish in nine in eighth and come in ninth on the power rankings. Right. So happy for Williams. Absolutely, incredible. just it's incredible. They've been they've been working hard. It sucked when the Williams family got bought out last year, but ideally, uh, ideally the you know the new management's pulling out. And when you see when you see. Uh, George getting into Q2 and Q3. And when you see, you know, now they're scoring points again, it's like, you know, good for them. And not for nothing, Nick Latifi on that first lap went from P18 to P3 Mm -hmm. in one lap because of that accident. That's insane. 
That's insane. Yeah. And again, even though he wasn't directly in like the line of fire, there's there was so all that debris was still in the field that had to be driven through. And there was cars that there was cars that weren't in the accident right. that had to be driven through. Like he found yep. just that perfect sweet spot line that you only find in video games and went right. up 15 <laughs> positions in one shot. It was incredible. Yeah. And uh, it's not NASCAR where they have like spotters on the top of the grandstands because yeah. the practice are just too big. So like you have right. to navigate that on your own. Yeah. Um, I do want to take a quick step back to um, Gasly. Uh, he signed for next year with AlphaTauri. Nice. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I think he saw the writing on the wall and knew that Checo wasn't going anywhere. So yeah. it was like better to just sign with Tauri now than to... Because there's, there's not going to be a... Be- unless Mercedes is going to pick him up, there's not a better team that's going to have an open spot for him. Exactly. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, Everybody knows what the everybody knows what the game is already. I think over the course of these next, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> great to see Mick Schumacher in eighth uh, on the power rankings. Um, he finished in twelfth, but had a had a pretty solid race overall, and I'm happy for him. And then rounding out the power rankings uh, is Max Verstappen. Um, uh, I mean, just a that guy needs this summer break more than anybody else. I think uh, as does the entire Red Bull team. I'm sure that they wish they could forget the last three or four weeks uh, as a yeah. whole, because it has not, not, not been good for them. Um, they went from having commanding leads uh, in the championship in the constructors and drivers championships to uh, being behind in both. So I can't tell you because so I'm, I'm going to ask ask you this, Ian, as our resident Ferrari fan. Yes. How do you feel about the Red Bull Mercedes championship standings right now? I guess like a neutral party, basically. Because I'm blinded by my rage over the last couple of races and what's happened to Red Bull through no fault of their own. I mean, what happened to Red Bull sucks, you know? It's not, mm-hmm. you know, fault, I don't think, is the right word. Um, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I'm just mad Red Bull. Like, I just want Red Bull to be as far ahead as they were two or three races ago, and I'm just annoyed and, like, bummed out about that. Yeah. But I feel like if I was, like, hey, I'm all in on Lando or all in on Daniel Ricciardo, like, I bleed orange, McLaren. I would be like, man, I'm so glad this championship thing is like staying really close. No, I mean, well, see, that's the thing. As much as I am a Ferrari fan, um, which I am, Scuderia, uh, I and I and I am a Charles Leclerc fan. I feel like if Leclerc left Ferrari and went to another team, I would still root for him and that other team. Like the same way that I still root for Danny Ricardo. I mean, like the, the podcast is evidence that I've been cheering for Esteban mm-hmm. Ocon for years. And like the Absolutely. fact that yep. when he came back last year, I was like so excited that he's got a ride again. Can't wait for him to come on board. And then this year, every time he finished, like I'd just been pulling for that kid. And, and so like, I'm kind of across the board excited about all of the teams and what they are doing. Uh, I love the sport as a whole, um, 
but as a Ferrari fan, it's like, you know, if, if I have to just say like, okay, like hard line, I'm wearing red and that is what it is. Then like what happens between Mercedes and Red Bull? Like it would be cool to see Red Bull run away with it because it'd be great to see another team win. But it's also kind of cool to see them have to duke it out and really fight Mercedes for it. Like it makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. My battle is with McLaren, you know, right. as, as a Ferrari fan, it's like, yeah, it'd be great if like, obviously I don't want anybody to crash, but it'd be stellar if Ferrari just like dominated the second half of the season against mm-hmm. McLaren and took up and won. But also the fact that the battle is close, it makes it exciting. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, great. Like they're going yeah. into the summer break tied at 163 points apiece. Which is fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. And so it's like, all right, cool. Like I'm on board. I'm ready to watch this happen. Uh, even with Alpine and Alpha Tower, like Alpha Tower had a commanding lead off of that like third tier. And then this weekend, Alpine jumps ahead by by nine points you know Mm -hmm. like amazing amazing so like as a fan i love the battles as as an f1 fan i should say as a ferrari fan i I mean i hope i get to see ferrari win a championship before i die you know what i mean you will you will i hope so you know like i I mean (laughs) if uh that's you know that's the new target you know what i mean like that's the new goal is like wow i really hope but that being said like if i see mclaren win a championship before i die i'll be like fucking cool man like mclaren did it you know and yeah oh yeah yeah totally so aston uh, martin could win a championship hell yeah dude it'd be incredible i mean i i love i love the idea of that and how like you look back in recent history and it's like Williams was winning championships not all that long ago. Mm-hmm. And now they're terrible. But like they're trying to get better. Or, you know, Alpine comes in. And it's just, it's just cool to see uh, the battles and see how close they are and see what's going on. Uh, so that's, I, I mean, I, I will say with, with the exception of Mercedes, I have a lot of affection for every team. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the only reason you don't have affection for Mercedes is because the whole time you've been a fan, they've been dominant. Right, oh, totally. And that is that is true of my personality going back to when I was a kid watching sports. Yeah. Like, when you're a little, little kid, I feel like you, you know, you always like, like the dominant person. Like, I was obsessed with Joe Manzana when I was a kid because of course. just watching him was fucking incre- like, hey, just incredible. Just yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as I got a little bit older, you know, I was like, oh, you know, rooting for the underdog, being all in on the Buffalo Bills, wanting them to win the Super Bowl. Like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, all, all that stuff. Like, it, so that's that's still in me. But I think, you know, especially from Drive to Survive, which didn't have Red Bull or Ferrari or um, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess they had Red Bull in that first season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, I, I feel like that gave me an affection for all of the teams you know, right. and learning kind of how they work a little bit. And like, if William, if I'm going to say when, when Williams wins their next Grand Prix, I will probably, like, I will probably cry. Like I did for yeah. Gasly last year. Yeah. I would be so overwhelmed. I'd be overwhelmed. Like, That'd be you know, I, in the, it, you know, when, when I have more uh, money to spend on extremely overpriced F1 merchandise, like, 
I want like a McLaren shirt. I want a Williams shirt. Like I want to be oh, out yeah, there yeah. supporting these teams, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, if the shipping from England hadn't been like $70, I would have bought like a Williams uh, COVID mask. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, because I can afford that. And then it was like the shipping was like, I was like, oh, I, I can't do that. I can't, I can't justify <laughs> spending. It was like, you know, $10 when you do the currency conversion on like a, you know, $3 uh cloth mask and the, sh- oh, the shipping yeah. it, it was like 25 dollars, and i was like i can't i really want to but i can't dude the uh the minute that we go to a race i'm gonna be that guy that's like the fucking dude in disney world that just has gift bags like too many <laughs> and i'll have spent way too much money and i'll be like look i got a car i got all the cars and i got hats and i and they're too much money because i got them here but I got them on. I'll put them all on. But the thing is, like, because so much of it has to be imported here, it's like that's still probably the cheapest way to get it. Honestly, yeah, it, probably. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually like, just go there and bring it back. <laughs> it's like forty dollars for a hat. It's like, well, yeah, I guess. That's, that's you know, pretty fine. straight up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'll do it. Yeah, man. That's uh, that's gonna be so much fun. So we have uh, we have a big break ahead of us. Yep. Uh, we got what twenty nine days ahead of us uh without Too racing um but over the course of that time uh i think we're gonna have a lot of news in terms of who's signing mm-hmm. back up uh, who's getting signed who's not who's going to be driving for what team next year um there's going to be a lot to figure out there i think uh toto came out and said that uh Bottas's bad weekend at hungary does not affect their decision making for uh, his contract next so year. That makes me think two things. Mm-hmm. It's the situation is this: either one, they've already made up their mind and Bottas is going, or two, Total Wolf is a fucking liar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's got to be one of the just, two because, like, be even if two. even if like Bottas and like he could be saying it, and it's just like that diplomatic shit, like. Yeah, you know what? Bottas's bad weekend in his accident uh, and his five-place grid penalty at the next race uh, doesn't affect our opinion of whether or not he's going to be in there. Uh, but George Russell's eighth-place finish certainly does fucking affect our decision. Right, and, and Bottas's other shitty performances certainly factor into yeah, our decision. Or it doesn't factor into the decision because guess what? Our decision is already made. Yeah, exactly. So, like, but, like, oh, no, hungry isn't the reason. It's everything Every, else is the yeah. fucking... Yeah, get the that's fuck why. Out. Get, the, get your shit. Get the fuck out, you emotionless fin. Uh, all right, real quick before we wrap it up, one yeah. of the things I want to make sure we talk about next episode is our most improved driver from the beginning of the season until now. Yes. Yes, that's um, going to be, so, uh, I think next episode is definitely going to be most improved driver and most improved team. Yeah, so we'll be talking uh, about that bunch of stuff. We might try to fit in some carding during this offseason. We might talk about some racing movies. Yeah. Um, real quick, Ian, I want to ask you, if, if you could hang out and just get a beer with any current F1 driver, who would it be? As of right now, as of right like now, this minute, oh, it's yep. Seb, dude. It's Seb. yeah, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting drunk with Seb. That's, yeah, that's an easy answer. I'm gonna be like, bro, 
<laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and he'll just be like, I don't give a fuck, dude. That quote that I sent you of his earlier was uh, it's just so absolutely baller. For I love him to how be like, he... and be like, yeah, if they want to find me, like, I don't care, I'll do it again. I don't give a shit. Fuck you. Like, I, got, I got cash to burn. <laughs> fuck yeah. off. It's like, uh, fun fact, I won four championships. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. And he's still and he's still crushing it with Aston Martin. Yeah, he's he like, is. bye. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to go with his face-painted rainbow. He's going to be like, paint the car like a rainbow. And they'll be like, Seb, he'll be like, paint the car like a rainbow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so for good. me, I think for me, it would be uh, either Checo or Fernando. Yeah, and I'm mad at you. That sounds like a great time. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it's a great time. Look, there's 19 of these drivers that I would have that I would totally have a beer with. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I would like. I would feel weird having a beer with Mick though, because <clears throat> I I would it would be so. It would take a lot of work for me to not mention his dad at any point. You yeah. know what I mean? I, Which I wouldn't want to do because I feel like fair. that's been his entire life. So I'd have to like that's really fair. think about like, what's your racing experience been like so far by yourself? You know what? Him? I bet you it's really fun when drunk. Antonio Giovinazzi. I yeah, bet you that dude, dude like him, falls out. Him wine drunk. I bet yeah. he's one of those dudes that just eats too. You know what I mean? Like you get hammered on wine yeah. and he just yeah. goes like place to place. And he's like, we should get some pasta. Like you want some cacio e pepe? And it's like, yo, t- like Tony, we literally just <laughs> ate over there. And he's like, yeah, we'll just get a little pasta. Like a little, yeah. little pasta. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck Tone. Cause I would totally <laughs> call him Tony. Uh, you would, you would. Yeah. I'd be like Tone, what are we doing? Uh, who else would be fun? I feel like Lando is not ready. No, I, I, could, I don't think I could, Lando could handle us. No, I would. <laughs> I would drink Lando under the table in like less than thirty-five minutes, and I'd be like, Lando, you got to go home, buddy. Like, I feel like I'd have to. Like, I would show up to his place like carrying him like a baby, like, like you know what I mean, like in yeah. my arms. I would you tuck him in the bed. Him. Yeah, I'd be like, it's going to be okay. But I'd put a little water next to his bed and shit. I'd be like, you're going to be okay, Lando. And on, on the flip side, I don't think I could keep up with Yuki. No, Yuki would be like, it would Yuki be would just be fucking. And he would just still be going. And I'd be like, Yuki, I literally cannot keep my eyes open. I feel like Yuki would be drinking sake. Like, um, like what's her name? Uh What's Orenishi E's personal bodyguard? What was her name? The girl with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um uh what is her name? You know what I'm talking about? I know, yeah, from yeah, from Kill Bill. I can the, hear it. Like I can the hear girl outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know that one cutaway scene where she's sitting there and the guy asks her if she likes Ferraris and she calls him Italian trash and asks him if he wants to fuck her and then she guts him. But like before that, she's just straight chugging from a sake bottle. That's Yuki Sonoda. Oh, a hundred percent. She's like uh, Karen Allen in uh, Raise the Lost Ark. Just like, yeah, exactly. Taking dudes out. Yeah. Um, ready to just crush it. Go, go. Go, go. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. It was going to bother me. So I had to look it, up. Uh, it was driving me insane. It was driving All right. Insane. You want to take us out? 
Uh, I do, uh, as always, uh, we're a part of the Movie John Podcast Network. <clears throat> Check out all the cool shit Movie John has going on and make a point to subscribe to Movie John right now uh, or uh, sign up to their Patreon uh, because their next print zine that will be mailed to you with all kinds of fun goodies in the envelope, I can attest to that personally, uh, is the race special. Uh, which is going to have a whole bunch of cool movie coverage and shit about uh, really fun uh, race movies. And it's going to have interesting race pieces. I am absolutely thrilled for the summer issue of the zine. Uh, And then uh, they have a ton of other great podcasts on there. Uh, Check them out. Movie John podcast network, part of the movie John family. Uh, and if you were, I, I wrote about Formula One and the New Zealand. So I can't yeah. wait. I'm so awesome. excited to read it. Um, and then if you want to reach out to us, uh, we are at FEF1 Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's the numeric one, number one. Um, like Esteban Ocon was this weekend. Um, and if you want to email us anytime with your thoughts, or prayers f yeah f1 one at gmail.com f yeah f1 so we'll be back next week talking about Oops. the season so far maybe some other fun stuff yeah recapping uh, the season so far we're gonna be we're gonna be dropping some movie knowledge on you about uh race movies and shit we're gonna be talking about the ones that you probably haven't seen that you should be watching f yeah uh and we're gonna talk about all kinds of fun exciting things i can't wait i can't wait me either. I'm so excited. That's next time. This has been F yeah, F yeah, F one. Yeah.